0: Welcome to Remo Faith Radio. So I asked him, I said, What happened? You're eating things you haven't been eating before. He said, Well, do you remember such and such a meeting where you said such and such? I said, I remember. He said, Well, after you said that, I just checked my body and I discovered I was healed. I'd had the ulcer. And then he said this to me. He said, I wasn't believing God for my healing. It wasn't like I was believing for healing for ulcer. I told him, I said, I wasn't believing for your healing either. It was just something that the Spirit of God initiated. Welcome to Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Good day, everyone. Welcome once again to our broadcast. Um, We've been teaching a series on seven most important things about divine healing. Seven most important things about divine healing. And um, we said when we started, the first of them, we said healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. Healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. We saw that clearly from Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5, Matthew 8:17, and 1 Peter 2:24. Isaiah 53:4 and 5, Matthew 8:17, and 1 Peter 2:24. Healing is always God's will for the sick. Because it is in his redemptive plan. Now the second point we made. The second of the seven most important things about divine healing that we're teaching on. We said healing is always God's will for the sick. Because sickness and disease come from the devil. Healing is always God's will for the sick. Because sickness and disease come from the devil. And then we saw from Acts ten thirty-eight, John ten ten. Luke 13, 16 and 1 John 3, 8. We saw this fact clearly shown in those scriptures. Acts 10:38, John 10:10, 10, 10, Luke 13:16, and 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Healing is always God's will for the sick, because sickness and disease come from the devil. Then the third point we made in this series on seven most important things about divine healing, we said That God not only provided healing under the Old Covenant in the Old Testament, but he has also provided healing under the New Covenant in the New Testament. And then we saw scriptures, Exodus 15 verse 26, Exodus 23 verses 25 and 26, Deuteronomy 7, 13 to 15, Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25, and 26, Deuteronomy 7, 13 to 15. And also we saw from Galatians 3, 13, Galatians 3, 13, where the Bible says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And then from Deuteronomy 28, 61, we saw that all sickness and disease is a part of the curse of the law. And according to Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So we are redeemed from sickness and disease. Moreover, Galatians 3.14, the Bible says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So any blessing that they had in the old covenant is a part of the blessing of Abraham and it is ours today in Christ Jesus. Amen. Then we also saw from Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6, That we're in a better covenant established upon better promises. What makes our covenant better? Well we have everything they had and we have a whole lot more. Praise God. Otherwise this covenant isn't better. But thank God it's a better covenant. Because we have every provision, every blessing they had. And we have a whole lot more in the new covenant. We saw from Mark 16 from verse 15 to 20. How in the great commission which is relevant to the church today. Relevant in the new covenant. How divine healing is a part of the gospel. Believers are to lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. We also saw from James 5, 14 and 15, where the Bible says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with all, in name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So there is healing in the new covenant. God not only provided healing. In the Old Covenant, he has also provided healing in the New Covenant. Healing is available today. Then the fourth uh, uh, point we made, talking about seven most important things about divine healing, is that God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. We saw Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5. How we can just act on the word of God and as a result, we can appropriate our healing. We saw John 14 verses 13 and 14. You can demand your healing in the name of Jesus. John 16, 23 and 24. You can pray to the father for healing in the name of Jesus. Then we saw Matthew 18, 19 and 20 about the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement. Then James 5, 14 and 15, anointing the sick with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Then we also saw the laying on of hands, Mark 16, 17 and 18. One of the signs that will follow the believers is that we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So the laying on of hands, any believer can lay hands in faith just as upon a contact. And the moment hands are laid is the moment the sick person releases their faith. That's the moment they start believing that they receive their healing. But also, the laying on of hands, we saw it can be practiced from the perspective of the law of contact and transmission. The contact of one's hands, transmitting God's healing power into the body of the sick one. We saw that. Then finally, we saw that Uh, A person can receive healing through manifestations of the Holy Ghost, particularly manifestation of the gifts of healings. One can receive healing that way as well. The Holy Ghost can initiate something on his own. So that uh, is another method. Looked at all those seven different methods and endeavored to explain each of them. So that was the fourth point. God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. The fifth point we set out to lay clearly is that we should know the difference between God initiating healing through the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit and man initiating healing through his own faith. We should know the difference between God initiating healing through a manifestation of the Spirit, what we call uh, commonly as gifts of the Spirit, or man initiating his own healing by his own faith. There's a difference between them. So we began to talk about this during the last episode and we're going to conclude this in this um, episode. So a man can initiate his own healing anytime by faith in the word of God. So a classical example of that is the woman with the issue of blood in Mark five twenty-five to 34. Another example of that, the two blind men, we saw that also. In Matthew chapter 9 from verse 27 to 30, you see, they reached out to Jesus for healing. They came in faith and God honored their faith. They received their healing. You see, all of God's promises, all of God's provisions, they are made available to us today at the claim of our faith and we can appropriate anything that has been provided for us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We don't have to wait for God to initiate something. We can act on the word of God anytime. John fifteen seven, the Bible says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. So you can ask what you will by faith in the word of God, and the Bible says it shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done unto you. Amen. Faith in God's word always works. God honors faith and faith honors God. You know, sometimes there's a manifestation of the spirit. Sometimes there isn't. When it comes to manifestations of the Holy Ghost, nobody controls them. They are as the spirit of God wills. But there is something that works as we will. If we will act on the word of God, it will work for us anytime. The word of God is anointed. There is healing power in the word of God. In Psalm one hundred seven, verse twenty, the Bible says, "He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions." So there is healing in the Word of God. Faith in God's Word always works. In Mark nine twenty-three, and Jesus said this in context of ministering to someone who was sick. Mark nine twenty-three, Jesus said, "If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth." So faith will work for us. Amen. Anytime we act on the word of God, the word of God will work. Another example of someone who initiated healing with her faith is the Syrophoenician woman who came on behalf of our daughter. We see in Matthew chapter 15 from verse 21 through to 28 where the Bible says, Then Jesus departed thence from the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, there came a woman of Canaan out of the same coasts and besought him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. The Bible says, "But he answered her not a word." It says, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, "Send her away, for she cried after us." And he said, "I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel." Then came she and worshipped him, saying, "O Lord, help me." That's what she said. Worshiped him, help me. Jesus said, "It's not me, not proper, to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs." She said, "Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs do eat of the crumbs that we throw from the master's table." Jesus answered and saith unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. Be it unto thee even as you will. And the Bible says in verse 28 that our daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now, how was our daughter healed? Was our daughter healed because of a manifestation of the Holy Ghost through the ministry of Jesus? No. Our daughter was healed because she came in faith. See, God honors faith, and faith honors God. Another example of someone who initiated healing on their faith, we see the centurion who came on behalf of his servant who had the palsy previously tormented. Matthew chapter 8, from verse 5 to 13. And the man said to Jesus, said, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Said, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Said, I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to this one, go and he goes. Another come and he comes. To my servant, do this and he doeth it. You see, Jesus said he hadn't found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And what did Jesus call great faith? Your word. Your word is all the evidence I need. You see, the man's faith was simply in the word of God. That's great faith. And you notice that he received from God. Why? Because God honors faith. Faith honors God. We can receive at any time by our faith in the word of God. That's the primary way we receive from God today, by faith in the word of God. However, it's also important that we understand that God can initiate healing on his own, through gifts of the spirit, through manifestations of the spirit. You see, God reserves the right of divine sovereignty to do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, however he wants to do it, provided it does not violate his word. God can do anything at any time, provided it's not contrary to his word. For instance, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 1, it says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, First Corinthians 12, from verse 1 to 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. Ye know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit, differences of administrations but the same Lord, diversities of operations but the same God that walketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit, verse 8, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, descending of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11 says, but all these working that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. You see, nine manifestations of the spirit are listed there. Three of them are revelation gifts that reveal something. Three of them are power gifts that do something. Three of them are utterance gifts that say something. Now, the three revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the descending of spirits, the three power gifts, special faith, walking of miracles, and the gifts of healings. Both are in plural in the Greek text. And then the three are, uh, utterance, gifts, inspirational gifts, vocal gifts, uh, the gift of prophecy, and then tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. Any of these nine could be a tool to aid someone in getting healed. But specifically, the gifts of healings is for healing. Now, what's the gifts of healing? It's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost, a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Ghost, whereby sickness, the yoke of sickness is destroyed in the body of the sick, and it's initiated by the Spirit of God. Remember one time I was preaching in a meeting, this was in 1992, quite some years back. Uh, All of a sudden, right in the middle of a sentence, I just heard the Lord say something and I blotted it out. Suddenly said that, that someone just got healed of ulcer, I blotted it out. Well, and I continued preaching. I found out later, someone who had had ulcer, he had had it since his childhood, he was in that meeting, I discovered, I knew he had had the ulcer, uh, but I suddenly discovered that he was eating the things, was my cousin, my first cousin, noticed that he was eating things he shouldn't be eating after that meeting. days after weeks after you know so I asked him I said what happened you're eating things you haven't been eating before he said well do you remember such and such a meeting where you said such and such I said I remember he said well after you said that I just checked my body and I discovered I was healed I'd had the ulcer and then he said this to me he said I wasn't believing God for my healing it wasn't like I was believing for healing for ulcer I told him I said I wasn't believing for your healing either it was just something that the Spirit of God initiated. You see, God sometimes does some of these things as He wills. They are as the Spirit of God wills. You see, we can't press a button and pull a lever and produce a manifestation of the Spirit. None of us can. Yes. We can do certain things to make the atmosphere more conducive for us to have the move of the spirit. We can do certain things to make ourselves more susceptible, more yielded to the Holy Ghost. If he wants to move through any of these manifestations, so we are ready and we're yielded. And we can do things to increase these manifestations in our midst. But you see, they are as the spirit of of God wheels. It's God that initiates these manifestations. I'm thinking of another time. I was teaching, uh, somewhere in India, and all of a sudden, while I was teaching, I was teaching on the subject of healing, Christ the healer. All of a sudden, I looked in a certain direction, and the Spirit of God said to me, said, tell that lady she's healed. Tell that lady she's healed. Well, I didn't even know she was sick. So, well, I pointed at her, and I said, well, the Lord will have me tell you you're healed. And I continued. She didn't show much emotion, just kind of lifted up her hands and said, praise God, something like that. And I continued teaching the class. Only for me to find out later that she had had a heart condition. It was incurable. And instantly, just as I said that, she got healed. I'm thinking now of another time. I was in a service. Uh, I was about to close the meeting. It was a church service. I was to close the meeting. And um, as I shut my eyes, say the closing prayer... All of a sudden, on the inside of me, the Lord said to me, there's a lady here with an ovarian cyst. So I stopped the prayer. I said, who's the lady with the ovarian cyst? She was seated right on the front row on my left. Uh, she lifted up her hand. I said, well, the Lord had me tell you you're healed. Now, was that her faith? It wasn't her faith. Was it my faith? It wasn't my faith. It was a manifestation of the spirit. She went to the hospital the very next day. They did a scan. They couldn't find the cyst. It had vanished. Now, what was that? That was a manifestation of gifts of healings. That's the Holy Ghost initiating something on his own. I've had a number of such manifestations. But you see, I I, I, I can make it happen when I want. Yes, I can prepare myself. I can pray. I can uh, uh, study. We can do certain things with the atmosphere so that in case God wants to move in that direction, we're susceptible to it. But listen, those things work as the spirit of God wills. Saul of Tarsus, for instance, right on the road to Damascus, he saw a bright light in Acts chapter 9. When he saw that light, he had a voice. Saul saw, why persecutest thou me? He fell to the ground. He said, who art thou, Lord? And then the Lord said to him, I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Then he asked, what would you have me do? And then the Lord said to him, go to the city to be told to you what I'll have you do. So he, that's how Saul of Tarsus got born again. I don't know of too many people that got born again by seeing a bright light. That's not the usual way people get saved. But some people get saved that way. God did that to get his attention. God sometimes does some of these things for reasons best known to him. Now, uh, we discover that Paul, Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul, he went ahead to become perhaps the most outstanding exponent of the faith. In that generation, and it's been 2,000 years now of the church, he still stands out as one of the greatest church leaders of all times, one of the greatest ministers of all time, one of the greatest Christians of all times. He made such an indelible mark in the, in Christianity. We have the canon of the scriptures today, the Bible, the New Testament. Out of the 27 books in the New Testament, Paul wrote half of them. He wrote 14, because I believe he wrote Hebrews. He wrote half of them. God sure knew what he was doing when he got Saul of Tarsus saved the way he got him saved. But you notice in the Acts of the Apostles, we're not told of anybody else that God saved that way. So you see, sometimes God initiates setting of these manifestations because of reasons best known to him. It's not the ordinary way, the primary way people get healed, but... Sometimes God initiates these things. Let's yield to the Holy Ghost. Let's stay open to the Holy Ghost. And yes, he'll manifest himself some more in our midst. The Bible says that the heavens must retain Jesus until the restitution, the restoration of all things. We see that in Acts 3, 19 to 21. So we know the greatest move of God that the earth has ever witnessed is going to be just before Jesus is coming. The church is not growing weaker. The church is growing stronger. The Spirit of God is going to do a whole lot more in these last days than the Church has ever known. Look, they didn't have one church way back then, and we are in another church now. The church is in twins or triplets. Uh, thank God for the early church, but we're still in the same church. The latter, uh, the latter church is still the same church, it's still the same Holy Ghost. And we're going to see more manifestations of gifts of the Spirit than we've ever seen. But let's have this at the back of our mind. God sometimes initiates healings through gifts of the Spirit. And when he does, let's yield to him. Let's flow with him. But we don't have to wait on that. If we don't have a manifestation of the Holy Ghost, what do we do? Well, we just teach the word. Faith in God's word will always work. We see a classical example of God initiating healing through gifts of the Spirit in John chapter 9. John chapter 9. And I'll just read from verse 1. It says, And as Jesus... Uh, passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Now we read how that man got healed. Uh, man who was blind from his birth. He was healed. Jesus ministered to him, spat on the ground, made clear of the spittle, told the man to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. The man washed and came back seeing. Not everybody is going to be healed spectacularly that way. We see another example in John chapter 5 from verse 1. Where the Bible says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at the sheep, Jerusalem, uh, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches, five sheds. In these lay a great multitude, a great multitude, not just a multitude, it was a great one, a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now what was that? That was a demonstration of God's power. You see, the Israelites already had a covenant of healing with Jehovah. Exodus fifteen twenty-six, Exodus twenty-three twenty-five and twenty-six, Deuteronomy seven thirteen to fifteen. In actual fact. They didn't need an angel coming to trouble the water. They didn't need that because they already had a covenant of healing with God. By just acting on God's word, they could have been healed and stayed healthy. But you see, God decided by his own prerogative, by his own initiative to do something, to initiate something, to put something in place. Now, an angel will come at a certain season into that pool of Bethesda and trouble the water. Once the angel troubles the water, the first person who gets in gets healed. Why did God do that? Just to let the people know that he's still God and he's still alive and well. To get their attention so that they could start believing his word. Now Jesus walked up to one man there and asked the man, will that be made whole? And then the man began to tell a story. What happens is this if I get into the water? Somebody gets in the water before me, you know, and all that. Well, Jesus told him, rise, take up your bed and walk. The man was healed. Praise God. And then after Jesus ministered to that man, he turned and he walked away. Now, how did Jesus know the man had been there for a long time? That was a manifestation of the word of knowledge. Then the man was healed by gifts of the spirit. Looked like that was special faith with the gifts of healings. That's how the man was healed. After the man was healed, religious folks saw him. They asked him, who told you to take your bed? Said, well, I don't know his name. So he didn't even know who healed him. So it wasn't his faith. It was something that God initiated. So yes, sometimes God initiates some of these things on his own. Let's be open to them. Let's fan every flame of fire. That's the move of the Spirit. But let's know that there's a difference between God initiating healing through gifts of the Spirit and man initiating his own healing by faith. Faith in God's Word always works. Whether there's a manifestation of the Spirit or there isn't a manifestation of the Spirit, we can be healed, walk in health every time by acting on the Word of God. I trust you've been blessed today. Praise God. Look forward to having you in the next episode of this series. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to Remo Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Remo Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rama Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 81 one The number again, 81 one 166836 Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.